let's get into this list. So the first thing, finding consistency takes a lot longer than you expect. I, I remember when I, like when I first started, I started in the copywriting world and my copywriting program would teach us, you know, how to find clients, a little bit of like methods of how to reach out to people and to get that consistent work. And you would see the success stories, right, of that one person that like landed the amazing job straight away or managed to find the clients and was suddenly making like $5,000 a month after like joining the program a month ago. And you would see all of these like anomalies is what they were. And I would think, why isn't that me? Why is that not happening? Am I just like a terrible copywriter? Am I just like awful? You know, what's going on? And then when I transitioned into the coaching space, I would see the same thing, right? I would see those anomalies of people who in their first month made $10,000 or after only coaching for three months, suddenly were, you know, had like 50 clients and, you know, all these crazy stories. And what I really didn't realize at the time is those are anomalies. There's usually a story to that. People either come into those spaces with large audiences that they just hadn't monetized before, or they come in with decades of experience in a related industry or with, with experience that they can bring to it. They're not starting from completely scratch. They're not in their early 20s with only a few years of other experience in the beginning where I had more learning to do. And so for most of us, we are starting in that place where we have more learning to do. We don't have a large social media following or we don't have the marketing or business background that we took from a corporate job or um, we don't have, you know, related experience in a different type of coaching or service that we bring with us. Some of us do, and that's amazing, but some of us don't. <laughs> and even if we do have those things and bring with us, starting something new still takes time. Traction takes a lot of time. Building trust can take a lot of time. And it can take a lot of time and effort to really refine the message. Sometimes, and I learned this from so many of my copywriting clients as well, like the projects I've done for them. Sometimes you hit a winner straight away with the copy that you write and it's fantastic the first time round, but not frequently. More often you have to revise and they give you feedback and you tweak and you change and you do a rewrite. And then after two or three or four versions, then you have the perfect message that they love and that they're happy with and that they can use. And it's the same for us. Sometimes like the the name of the program that we choose isn't correct and we need to tweak it and change it. Or maybe the the words and the language that we're using to connect with our audience doesn't quite work the first one or two times. And we've got to keep trying different ways to talk about what we do until we hit a winner. So patience and dedication really, really is the name of the game because consistency can take a lot of time to build and to develop. And I just wish that I knew that so that I had more patience and less like anxiety throughout the whole of the last three years. You know, I spent so much time feeling stressed out when my business had a lower month or wasn't things weren't working or 
um, things took a dip or when things were really good and went up for a while and then went backwards and I felt like I was backtracking. Like it, it's all part of the process. And I wish that I had just had more like patience with myself <laughs> so that I would stay committed and stay focused and not just waste energy being stressed out. Like so many sleepless nights where I was stressed out over, over, over nothing, <laughs> right? When I look back on it. So that's one of the biggest lessons, which is why I've put it number one. Consistency takes so much longer than you sometimes expect it to. Lesson number two, and this is one that I've learned more recently than the other ones. Content creation should be fun, free, and share your insights and opinions. So what do I mean by all of that? For a long time, I really didn't feel like I had content creation figured out. Like, I remember when I first joined Instagram and I was just, you know, doing what every new person on Instagram does, which is copy what other people are doing, not like plagiarize it, but, you know, mimicking, imitating, that kind of copying. And it was super robotic, right? Because it wasn't really, it wasn't really me. I didn't really know who I was, like, who did I want to be on social media? And that was an another part of this, just as something to think about. I was really resistant when I first joined social media as a business owner. I was really resistant to the idea that I was quote-unquote an influencer. Hated that idea. I thought that was really dumb. And I was just like, no, I don't want to be a social media personality. I just want to be a business owner. But, it, but the reality is, like, if you're on social media, you are a person. <laughs> you have a personality and it's okay to, like, lean into that, <laughs> you know, to be excited. Now, obviously, we're not all going to be like influencers with millions and millions of followers, right? But you're building a tribe of people around who you are, around the insights that you have, the personality that you have, the experience that you have, the knowledge that you have. You're building a tribe of people, a community of people that are on board with, with you and what you do. And you're allowed to be excited and celebrate that. You don't have to be resistant. And honestly, if you do resist that, if you kind of resent the fact that you may have to like be on social media, like actually be on it, right? If you're on Instagram and you're like, I want to be on Instagram, but I don't want to do reels. It's like, well, you're not really on Instagram then. It's like, oh, I want to be on Instagram, but I don't ever want to share things to my stories. That's like, well, you're not really on Instagram then, right? you know, it's like, oh, I want to have a Facebook group, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to do lives. It's like, well, okay, you might have to, like, there is a little bit of stuff we have to just get over when it comes to content creation. But anyway, that's just a side thought. <laughs> um, Back to, like, the main point of this lesson. Content creation should be fun, right? You are on a social platform, you're there to be social, and if you're not having fun, then you're not doing social media right. It shouldn't be this burden, that this weight that we all feel. And, you know, there's a lot of thoughts about whether social media is good, social media is bad, whether we should be on social media, whether it's destroying and destroying all of our time and happiness and energy. And a lot of that really does come down to how you interact with the platform. I don't think the platforms in themselves are... Um, 
evil per se. They are obviously designed to keep your attention and to kind of get you addicted. But, you know, with everything, if you use it in moderation, it's not necessarily bad. But also, you know, there are some of us who have personalities that tend to be more prone to addiction. And we need to be aware of that and make a decision as to whether we can moderate our time on social media or whether we need to say no altogether. So that's something to just think about for yourself, whether you, like which camp you fall into. But social media should be enjoyable and it should be fun. And if it's not, that's when you need to step back and, and look at why it's not fun. Um, so that's part one. Content creation should be free. Now, I don't mean free as in like the value. I mean free as in like it shouldn't feel like a burden. It should feel freeing and you you should feel like you can show up as yourself. You should feel um, confident and able to share your own perspectives, your thoughts, your opinions, all of those things. And that's really one of the things that I have realized the most about content creation, especially over the last six months, is that people want to know your thoughts and your opinions and your insights. That's what they want to connect with you for more than anything. Like, if they want to learn how to do something, there are thousands of blogs that will teach them how to do something, hundreds of YouTube videos that will teach them how to do something, programs that they can buy, all those things, right? If they're following you on social media, it's because they are interested in the way that you look at things, the way that you approach things. They want to learn something from you that is a different perspective than what they may get elsewhere, right? And that's one of the things that's going to make you unique over everything else, right? Like if I look at copywriters, right, because there's lots and lots and lots of other copywriters on social media, when I started out, the content that I created was basically the same, right? It was, let's do a post about the difference between features and benefits. Let's do a post about um, how to write a CTA. Now, I still talk about that kind of content. I'm not saying that you have to do away with information and tips and, and things like that, but you have to share it through your lens, right? So instead of sharing like how to write a good headline, I would share like the types of headlines that I think do the best and why they do the best, not just me saying, here's how, here's the formula for a headline. Thank you. See you later. It's like, well, here's my opinion. Here's my experience. Here's some headlines I tried that didn't work. Or here's some of my favorite headlines that were actually really, really great. Right. So what is that for you? You've got to share your thoughts and your opinions. That's how. And interestingly, right, going, leaning into this type of content that's more opinion thought based has been more fun and more freeing. So they've kind of come together because I can just show up and share things that are interesting to me, things that I'm thinking about, things that I'm learning, experiences and reflections that I've had. And interestingly, it has built far better relationships with people. I'm, you know, and especially through my podcast, you know, people listen to this podcast, right? You're listening to it right now. And you may have messaged me and, and we've had a conversation in um, Messenger or on Zoom or somewhere else where we've just chatted about something um, because we built a connection through you listening to this podcast, right? Um, or in my Facebook group, 
I'm, I've built a lot of great relationships with people in my Facebook group. And that's led to more sales and more people interested in my program and putting it on their list of things that they want to buy when they have money, right? Because not everybody buys straight away, but I have people that are like, when I have the budget, I'm buying this because I want this and I am setting aside like savings and I'm putting aside money so that I can sign up for this, right? Like people are strategizing how to sign up for my program now, which is crazy. It's so cool to think about that, right? Because that's what I do for programs that I want. I put a strategy in to see how am I going to pay for this? Where's the money going to come from? When am I going to sign up for this? And people are now doing that for me, which is so cool to think about. All because of a number of things, but one of the things being that my content is just much more open and I have way more fun with it and people can feel that. So that's lesson number two, content creation. That was a big one. Lesson number three, <laughs> the one that we'll wrap up today's episode with. Sometimes things fail and flop so that God can open the door to something bigger and better. And this is a really hard lesson. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's frustrating. We don't want to hear this, but it is true. <laughs> it is true. Sometimes we fail because God's got something better for us and we need to go through the failure in order to learn something, to realize something, to take something away, to make that tweak, and then we hit the winner, right? Sometimes we have to fail in order to get the revelation that we need that will propel us forward, right? That's what happened to me. I've been through, I've been through a lot of failures. So has every business owner on the planet, right? Um, and the failures really hurt at the time, right? They were really, really frustrating. They were a source of, of a lot of pain and sadness and anxiety and worry and all sorts of things. But through all of that, I got so much clarity. The idea of the biblical marketing framework that I now teach came to me after I had gone through these failures and frustrations. This program that I now have, a firm foundation, was born out of all of these things that didn't work or didn't I didn't quite have right in order to give me that clarity, to give me that new perspective and that like new idea that's now the thing that I know and I'm so confident is the right thing. You know, and I love this and I feel so at peace with this whole endeavor. And that's how I know that this is the thing that I'm on to a winner for. And I can see in hindsight that some of the things that I had in the past that did fail, there was a little bit of discomfort there and not the good kind of discomfort where you're pushing and stretching yourself. Like there was just something that didn't feel quite right. There was something that fell out of place. And now I know why. It's because it wasn't the right season for those things. Maybe I'll return to them, but it wasn't the right season. And now here we are in this really beautiful place where I'm getting so much confirmation that this is the path that God wants for me and he's made this for me. But I would never, I would never have come to this whole endeavor, this whole program, this whole direction if I hadn't experienced all of those failures and frustrations. So take encouragement. I know that those frustrations and those failures and disappointments are so hard to go through. I know it because I've been there and I've been there recently. I'm, I'm with you. But there is good on the other side. There is hope. And if you keep 
seeking God's perspective and seeking his guidance, he's going to reveal to you what the right path is, whether that right path is the coach that you never knew you needed or a perspective that you just hadn't thought about before or a new name for your program and the rebrand just does the trick and helps connect the dots for people. You know, there's so many ways that things can just change and suddenly that we we just get that confirmation that it's the right thing. So let me quickly recap these three lessons as we wrap up today's episode. The three biggest things I've learned over the last three years. Number one, finding consistency can take a lot longer than you expect. Number two, content creation should be fun, freeing, and also share your insights and opinions. People want to hear that stuff. And then lesson number three, sometimes things fail and flop so that God can open the door to something bigger and better. So I hope that these have been interesting, insightful, and encouraging for you for wherever you're at in your business journey, um, I would love to hear what your biggest lessons are over the last couple years or the last, you know, however many years, like since you started your business, what have been like the number one thing or the number two things that you've learned? I would love for you to come share that. Come to my Facebook community, um, Faithfield Business, and share what those are, because as you've learned from me, I would love to learn from you. So I look forward to hearing what those lessons are in our Facebook community. And um, so I will see you there and I will see you in a few days for our next episode.